0: Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. Hi! Welcome to the
1: Dream Mentorship Podcast. This is Mac Jane Croyton here today. And today we have a guest that you definitely would love to hear her story. You know how we do it here at Dream Mentorship. We're all about empowering women and sharing the authentic stories of women all around us in our community. These are women we know. So today's um, guest um, is the founder and one woman show behind Ascend Your Brand. Ascend Your Brand was actually born at... A hotel at 2 a.m. at a marketing conference. <laughs> if you've been there before where you are at a conference and, you know, an idea pops into your head and you started something, then you totally can relate to her story. Her goal with Ascend Your Brand is to help women who are overwhelmed entrepreneurs with brand and content creation. So if you're all things content creation and branding, this particular podcast is for you. So I don't want you to go anywhere. I want you to, you know, turn up the volume wherever you're listening from and listen to this podcast. Take notes because you're absolutely going to enjoy listening to her story. She graduated magna cum laude from Western State Colorado University with a degree in marketing and communications. While in school, she focused her studies on design, videography, writing, She has a lot of experience ranging from startups to large corporations, and she also enjoys working passionately with entrepreneurs and that is what she calls her sweet sport so why she's not on her computer she's racing cars and that is one of the things that I saw her story I was like oh my gosh I need to find out more so if you are someone like me who is interested in racing cars and I've watched tons of those in the past but I don't, don't even remember knowing a female car racer uh, if I can <laughs> say that so today I'm really really excited about that and so stay to the end because we're going to ask her all about her passion um, for racing cars when she is not helping entrepreneurs with brand and content creation. So would you join me and welcome Alice Stern to the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Alice. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So we're going to jump right into it because we have a lot that I want to ask you. So we're going to start from the marketing quote on your on your website it says, save time, worry less. That's how you ascend. Okay. Tell me about that and how that started. Yeah, that
2: is really like my life mantra. So, you know, when you get into marketing, It's really about communicating a message. Like at the end of the day, that is what marketing is. And it is problem solving. And it is communicating that solution for so many, especially entrepreneurs out there. They are coaches. They're teachers. They are people who have years of experience doing whatever it is that their business revolves around. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have marketing degrees or that they're interested in getting marketing degrees, that doesn't change the fact that that message needs to be communicated. So for me, my passion and why I started my business was really to save time for these entrepreneurs, to give them an opportunity to worry less, sleep better at night, and still put out incredible, amazing, beautiful, jaw-dropping content. Because that's, I mean, the content is the differentiator often. Um, If you're in a market that is so flooded, you know, there are how many people that are doing kind of the same thing. And the way to stand out is to really have that messaging that hits home and to deliver it in a beautiful, you know, Tiffany's box.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of shift girls a little bit and kind of yeah. take it off from the beginning. For someone who graduated magna cum laude from Western State, Colorado University with a degree in marketing and communications, was that something you've always wanted to do or was it something you kind of stumbled on?
2: Oh man, that is an awesome question because that is not what I wanted to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not at all. In fact, when I... Went to school. I joked with my mom that I wanted to major in arts and crafts because that's that was my passion growing up. I loved creating, and um, I you know, I wasn't an artist in the typical sense, I can't draw, I cannot paint, but I loved crafting like, really taking random, um, random stuff and making something new out of it. And when I went to school, I originally went in with a theater degree. I had a theater scholarship. And my, my father, who's an engineer, kindly told me that that might not be the best <laughs> you know, degree to get over the long term. I ended up pivoting to communications. I was doing a lot of like PR writing and, and just general communication stuff. And I took one intro to marketing class. And I knew it was like I got hit by a bus. There was something so interesting and so fascinating about marketing, and I fell in love. And that was it.
1: <laughs> it was well. It. That's that's
2: that's yeah. great to
1: fall in love right. with your job. <laughs> um, so, what makes your business stand apart from all the marketing companies? Because. It's hard to say, Oh, I'm the first in this, you know. Sometimes when you even think about an idea, just thinking about it and you think, Oh my gosh, this is me and then you Google to see if there's anything like it and you find out that someone else is already even doing that. So as an entrepreneur I feel like that's some one of the things that we would find ourselves doing. Is it a, someone who does something similar to what you're thinking about or someone is doing something that is almost the same as what you want to do? So what sets you apart? A
2: hundred percent. Okay. So I am not the first, nor will I be the last creative uh, virtual assistant is what they call us. <laughs> like I, I did <laughs> not create that. There's going to be a thousand more after me, um, but- The thing that sets my business, Ascender Brand, apart is, first off, it is truly a one-woman operation right now, which is really hard to find. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you and your project and your business can get lost in the weeds if it's a massive agency. Like There just is not quite that one-on-one, having coffee with a girlfriend type of relationship when you sign up. And I really want that. And I'm going to remain a one-woman operation for as long as I can, even if it limits the amount of clients that I can take on because I'm so passionate about me having that relationship with my clients and being the only one working on their projects.
1: Can you share a story or a moment for you like, oh my gosh, this is exactly why I do what I do? Absolutely. So one of
2: my clients came to me with the problem of time. And this is something that we all struggle with. We don't have enough time. And how how do we continue to put out a ton of content, engage our membership, engage our audience when we are tapped out? Like she did not have another minute to give. So I went back to the drawing board and I said, okay, with the time that you have in this week, you create two 30 minute videos that you are sharing with your audience. And that's great. But what if I told you that I could turn those two 30 minute videos into hours and 30 different pieces of content? And that for me, that's what, that's another thing that makes a sender brand stand out is I believe in micro content is what I call it. So it's taking something like a podcast, taking something like a long form video and creating tens of these tiny little content pieces. It's a huge time saver. If you're already creating a video a week, why not take that and go as far as you can with it? Like take it all the way down the street, all the way down there, get the most out of your time. The burnt out time conscious entrepreneur is definitely who I serve. And
1: I love it. <laughs> I love what you just said. I think I'm going to borrow some of that idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> those okay. of you are uh, with the dream mentorship team, you, you got that. <laughs> We're going to turn so many content and use there. So thank mm-hmm. you, Alice, for that, um, for that tip. Yeah, you are so welcome. So we are, I'm going to go on and kind of jump into what do you tell clients, anyone who's listening and say, you know what? I don't believe in virtual assistants. What would you tell them? Um, Because, you know, a lot of. People these days feel, oh, I can hustle it on my own. I can do it. I do hustle stuff on my own, but I'm also a big believer in outsourcing. You know, nobody's perfect. If you, if you know someone who can do the job better than you can, it's best to outsource to them. So what do you tell anyone who's not a believer in virtual assistants? I think the thing
2: that I would tell them is, first off, there is no personal downside to you as a capable entrepreneur to outsource. A lot of people feel like if they have to outsource, it means that they are not good enough or that they have somehow failed in their entrepreneurial journey. That is absolutely not true. In fact, I think it is an incredible sign of a very well-rounded and a very mature entrepreneur to recognize, hey, my time is best spent doing the things that I can't outsource. And that is being the expert, coming up with ideas, nurturing my audience personally with one-on-one pieces of information. The things like putting up social media posts or editing videos, editing podcasts. I don't need to be the one to do that. So that to me is a sign of a really smart entrepreneur, somebody who's willing to outsource it's not a sign of weakness at all, and it will transform your business. The people that I talk to who have started outsourcing, oh my gosh! I mean, they say it is
1: truly the best thing that they
2: did for their business. Right,
1: because you yeah. save a lot of time, so and cool. then you, yeah, and you can yeah. focus your energy in you know some of the other areas that you have strength mm-hmm. in. You know, like a big corporation,
2: even a startup, a team. Is what creates success. As soon as a business is able to, they hire a marketing team to come in. It's not the CMO who's out there usually writing like Facebook posts. <laughs> that very rarely happens. It's right a team to build that success. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Team, teams are super important um, for businesses, especially even for, for startups or people who are, you know, the one man show, you know, you have to find what your strength is and focus on your strength and then discover what your weakness is and find someone who can help that area of your life. So kind of transitioning into that conversation, what are some of the weaknesses that you have seen in content creation and branding? Yeah, I
2: think probably the biggest one is inconsistency. That's a whoa, really whoa. Good one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> yeah, inconsistency. And that happens, I see that in businesses where they aren't quite sure what message they want to communicate. They haven't taken the time to build that foundation of branding, which is so important. When you are creating a brand, so many times I see people like, okay, I went into Canva, I created a logo, now I have a brand. Like, um, you have like one twentieth of what a brand is. A brand is so much more than your colors and your fonts. It is the core of your business. It is the mission statement the why you exist, and it's also the language you're going to use to communicate that mission. So we, we can look at, um, this is one of my favorite examples, the Wendy's Twitter account. Super sarcastic, super funny and engaging. That is an extremely different voice than Wells Fargo banking, right?
0: right. So they are
2: They are both really effective at communicating their message, But they are totally different voices, and that goes down to the core of their branding, the core of the who are we. And it would be really weird if all of a sudden Wendy's put out a tweet that was like, we would like to formally announce that we will be, you know, updating the bacon on our burgers. It would feel so, (laughs) it would truly feel like somebody who was not Wendy's hacked their account and put a tweet out. And, um, that inconsistency that for me can be a big block on having those good connections with your audience inconsistencies, man, they can, they can get you down.
1: (laughs) <laughs> right, I agree with you And I see Especially young entrepreneurs And mm-hmm. I think at some point We all struggle with this And yeah. that also goes You know To what you were talking about um, Okay I don't know what content To you know Put out there I don't know What to do I I, I don't have the time You know I'm not even great In creating um, um, Graphics in Canva mm-hmm. I don't know You don't know What Canva is You know So a lot of that happens And kind of um, Adds up um, Eventually what is in your journey as an entrepreneur, as uh, someone with marketing and communications background, and, and of course, now you are also a content creator. What is your advice or tips or hat that you give to entrepreneurs and people who are in position to create content for organizations?
2: Oh man, okay. Um, I think my biggest tip would be don't make it harder than it has to be. And by that, I mean, there are so many cool tools out there nowadays. When I started doing this, Canva did not exist. Um, so so uh, everything really had to be done from the scratch bare level. And now honestly, tools like Canva, there are a ton of amazing podcast softwares out there that make editing so easy Back in the early days, almost everything was done through an Adobe program, the Creative Cloud Suite, which is amazing. Right. And I'm am a huge fan of Adobe. Like, I love Adobe, and I believe in what they're doing so heavily. There was a massive learning curve with those programs. And they took a while to get stuff done, you know, especially back in the early days. They've, they've uh, gotten a lot better with, like, putting tutorials out and things. Nowadays, with with the programs and the softwares that are available, I had a really hard time getting on board with Canva personally. And I I know this will resonate with a lot of designers out there because I felt like I was cheating. Like I (laughs) felt like it was too easy like, this isn't right. If I'm designing this, it should take me at least an hour. And all of a sudden now right. it's taking me 30 minutes. I'm like, what all is right. happening? <laughs> it, it really took me like six months to finally settle in. I had one client who was really insistent on me using Canva to do their designs because they wanted to be able to go back and tweak them and they did not have experience in Adobe. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like, pull up my big girl pants and sit down and just get over my ego and use Canva. And it turns out I, like the rest of the world, love Canva. Canva is an amazing tool for what it is.
1: Yes, it is. I I totally agree with you. I am one of the the biggest fans of Canva and I'm hoping that one day we'll be able to have a conversation with the founder and, you know, talk to her about Canva (laughs) because she's saving a lot of lives. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. Yes, she really is. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as a content creator, or you know people struggling with finding content how do we create content that is one related to our culture you just talked about that you know it's not just about the color or the font or all of that stuff it's about representing who we are on social media or any other platform we use for marketing absolutely
2: i always start with what is the big pain points in your audience. That's always the place to start is like, what are they struggling with? And write it down. Like keep a notes file of anytime you are in a forum, anytime you are browsing Facebook and you see a post come up, that's like, it could be anything, whatever that comment is, write it on down. And then once a week, record a five minute video of you straight to camera. You do not need a fancy green screen. You do not need fancy lighting. Just sit down and record a video of you answering and giving advice pertaining to one of those pain points. And that five-minute video is going to save you so much time because I'm about to drop some trade secrets here. So everybody listen up. (laughs) This is is some your brand inside information. But You can take that five minute video clip, you can dice it up. Do you know how many 30 second clips you can get out of a five minute video? Spoiler alert, it's a lot. Like you can get probably at least 20, maybe 30 tiny little, like 10 second to 20 second nuggets, little voice clips out of that. Then you take those, all of a sudden, you can transcribe it. Now you have this massive text file, right? Pull those quotes out, create graphics in Canva using those words. Now you have a whole nother set of content pieces that are these cool graphics. Those are just two little examples. I have, I've got a whole ton of them, but the moral of the story is by taking five minutes out of your week, you can create truly two weeks worth of content,
1: that's the secret. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking notes here. Mm-hmm. I am literally taking notes here. Yeah. That is really, really good. That is really amazing. Thank you for sharing that and 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 just <laughs> so helping us out. <laughs> out. <laughs> You're so welcome. Okay. Yeah. Now the issue is for an entrepreneur who's hearing
2: that they're going, okay, well that's really great, but who the heck is going to actually be making all of this content?
1: And that's uh-huh. where, that's where a you, VA. You comes in. Yeah. Yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and thank you for bringing that up. Where can people find you? Anyone who's looking for a VA? Cause I know a couple of entrepreneurs who sell or people who are trying to start out who send me messages and say, Hey, I need a yeah. VA. So where can they find you and how can they connect with you? Absolutely. So
2: my, all my information is ascend your brand, so it's ascendyourbrand.com. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can find me through all of those um, all of those avenues, and I will just put out a quick word of not really warning, but more so just like an informational little snippet here, because you can find VAs on sites like. Fiverr. There are a couple other big ones out there. And while those can definitely be, I know people who have had positive experiences on those sites. I know a lot who have also been really frustrated with those sites. So just a word of warning that experience does matter and just make sure that you do thorough research before you hop
1: in and, and hire somebody on to do work for you. Right. Yeah. That is really, really important. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to jump right into your racing yes, life because I want let's to talk racing. to it. <laughs> so how did you get into that?
2: So I've always loved race cars. Could not tell you why. I do not come from a car background. My dad drove a Honda Accord for 20 something years, but there was something about the speed and the noises That I always loved. As soon as I graduated college and saved up money, I bought my first race car.
1: (laughs) Wow. Just like that.
2: I just knew. Yeah, I knew it was something I always wanted. I grew up and I learned how to drive on a manual. You know, I had never driven an automatic car before. So I already kind of had the foundation there. I bought a race car with no intent of ever racing it, I just wanted to have one. Then, the classic story I met a boy that boy <laughs> raced cars and all of a sudden I was a car racer
1: <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense uh-huh. yeah. yeah so um uh, do you race professionally um what what is your life like in terms of racing is it just a hobby because I know I think I read somewhere that you are you actually race competitively am I correct I do Yeah. So I do race competitively. Yeah. (laughs) Has the pandemic
2: affected your racing life? Yeah, that's a great question. And it really did. Racing is amazing, right? It's an adrenaline rush. It is, there is really nothing I can compare to racing other than skydiving. It really has that same feeling. The best part to me about racing other than the adrenaline is the community. It's getting to see and spend time and bond and work on cars with people who range in age from I have been on track with 15 year olds, and I have been on track with 85 year olds. And so it is this incredibly diverse, rich community and the pandemic, my club continued to race, but we did so with extreme caution. So we did it with obviously massive social distancing protocols, You could not go and visit your other racers, and you couldn't have anybody else in your car. Um, And it was, I was grateful to be able to race, but I am really ready for the race season to be a little bit more
1: normal um, whenever Mm -hmm. it's safe to do. If if someone is interested in coming to watch you race, <laughs> how how do they do that? Is this is there like a, a thing where you can go watch it? Um, is it virtual or it has to be in person? So the good news is yes, you can absolutely
2: watch these from the comfort of your own home. So one of the series that I race with is called Grid Life. It is a national competition, um. So it it basically travels coast to coast, and you can watch it. On YouTube, you can watch past races if you're just curious, like what on earth is Alice even talking about right now? You can look up grid life and you can watch past years. So if you were to type into your computer, grid life 2020 PPIR, those initials, that's the name of the track, um, you would be able to see me in my 05 white little
1: STI racing around the track. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm going to check it out. This has been such a great conversation and I hit for us to end it, but we have to go. So, um, As we wrap up this conversation, I want you to kind of talk to that girl, that little girl, that young woman, that lady, that college student Mm -hmm. that is listening to this whole podcast from your life racing cars to your life as a content creator or as a a one-time college student with a degree in marketing and communications. What do you tell them about going after their dreams? Oh man, I think I would
2: tell that little girl to dream bigger sooner, Mm. you know, because it took, it took me a, a fairly long time really to believe that my business could be successful and that it was worth pursuing. And so one, I'd give her a big giant hug and tell her she's awesome. And then I would tell her to Just go for it.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. yes. I love it. Yes. Dream bigger. Go for it. Mm -hmm. And you get a giant hug from Mm -hmm. Alice and all of us right here at Dream Mentorship. Virtually, we're giving you a giant hug right now. Thank you. Uh (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been really enlightening. I loved every bit of the conversation. Thank you for joining us. And we wish you all the best. All we wish you success in your business as you continue to ascend and grow and be better in the things that you do.
2: Thank you so much. I really did have a great time. This was
1: really fun. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast today. We hope you did enjoy this. Um, If you did share this with a friend, if you know that mama, that friend that is struggling with their content creation, you know, Alice dropped a lot of good germs today. So send them this podcast as a gift to say, Hey, I love your girlfriend. And I think you would enjoy listening to this podcast. Um, I think they would thank you for it, for sharing it with them. So let us also know if you did enjoy it, if it helped you in any way, we love to hear back from everyone. Um, so please write to us and we'll be glad that you did. And we'll write back. Trust me. We will do that. And before we head out of here, if you're listening to this podcast, please know that we are a nonprofit with 501c3. We're all about empowering women. And we cannot do all the things that we do without donations. So if you would like to donate to our organization, we would absolutely appreciate that. You can head over to our website and click on the donate button and you can donate any amount to our organization and you will definitely hear back from us to say thank you for supporting us and supporting our goal to support 2021 women. We believe we can do it together with you. So head over to our website, www.dreammentorship.org and click the donate button. Thank you in advance because we know that you will definitely reach out to us. Okay. Well, that is it everyone for today. Thank you to our intern, Ruby, for helping us put this together.
0: Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more about what Dream Mentorship has to offer, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited by Ruby Libeshack. Live your authentic dream because every dream is valid.